What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the All Work is Good Work podcast, where motivation meets success. I am your host, Kwanzi Cook, a.k.a. Mr. All Work is Good Work. Now, let's go! Okay, people, so I'm very excited today because I promised you guys on the last episode I was going to have a special guest in the building. You know the special guest is none other than my beautiful, my amazing my smart, my athletic, my spiritual. I can come up with words all day long, but long story short, my wife. So I can come up with all these different words for who she is, but I'm going to let her introduce herself. Who are you, babe? Hi, everybody. So my name is Nicole Cook. I am the lovely wife of Mr. All Work is Good Work. Um, I am 26 years old. I have a bachelor's and master's in social work. I went to Morgan State University for two years, and then I went to Long Island University in Brooklyn for two years. I got my master's at University of South Florida in Tampa. Um, And right now I am a life coach. I have a background in uh, therapy when it comes to substance abuse, as well as uh, behavior modifications for people and, you know, just pretty much changing their life. So that's a little bit about me. So you guys already see that she is a life coach as well, just like I am. So you can already know what kind of household we have here. You know, it's life coaching going on all day long in this house. Absolutely. So one of the questions that we get all the time is the fact that, as she mentioned, you know, she's four years younger than I am. Mm-hmm. For those that do not know, I'm 29, about to be 30. My wife is 26. All right, so she's four years younger than me, and a lot of people want to know, how do you go about dating a younger girl, and how does she go about dating an older guy? So, you know, that's one of the questions that we're going to answer. You want, to, you want me to start off? Sure. So for me, right, one of the challenges with dating a younger female uh, is understanding that she's not going to know everything, but even with her not knowing everything, I have to be willing to teach her the things that she don't know and not bombard her with everything that she doesn't know. So if she's if if it's something that I know and she says, oh well, you know I want to do this and I know for a fact that it didn't work out for me, I have to be willing to understand that. Hey, even though it didn't work out for me, it may work out for her, but I can still give her my experiences. I can still give her, you know, all the advice from all the things that I've been through. So for me, that was one of the biggest challenges for me is understanding how to allow her to grow and be into herself, but also take some advice from myself. Because I'm an older guy. So that's was a challenge for me. What about you? So I think that one of my biggest challenges was when you were older, you, you've already experienced certain things. So when I would want to do something, you know, I'd be like, oh, you know, I already did that. Um, so it wasn't that same excitement that it was for me when I would do things that I hadn't experienced yet. And... I just found it a little bit frustrating, but, you know, once I had a conversation with you and we talked about it, then you were really accommodating to the way that I felt about it. Um, The other thing when it comes to, like, dating someone older is pretty much what you said. Teaching me things without making me feel um, stupid or inadequate because I don't know it. And I think that that was one of the biggest things that you helped me with was, you know, not making me feel dumb for not knowing and, you know, pretty much grooming me and teaching me to be this better person with the knowledge that you've given me. So 
Okay, definitely. So one thing that I want you guys to just pay attention to, right? And it's the fact that she's saying me allowing her to still grow into herself and do things that way. But fellas, we have to be fellas and ladies. If you're the older one in a relationship, you have to you have to understand that just because you know something doesn't mean that she doesn't know something or he doesn't know something. You have to be willing to also grow and learn from their experiences, right? Because knowledge doesn't come from time. Knowledge comes from experience. So you have to make sure that right. it's a two-way street. You have to be willing to accept the fact that, okay, even though that person is younger than me, mm-hmm. I can still take some, some advice from that person. Right. And I think a lot of relationships, they lack that because one person is older, like, oh, well, I know more because I'm older. But contrary to belief, you don't know more because you're older. You may know, you may know more because of your experiences. But just because someone is younger than you doesn't mean they didn't have just as much experience, if not more experiences than you do. Right. So one of the biggest things with, you know, dating an older, uh, older guy or dating an older girl and vice versa is the fact that in order for the relationship to work, one of the biggest things to me is you have to have trust. You have yes. to have trust. All right. And the reason why you have to have trust is because trust is a, is a, it's a foundation of anything. But when I talk about trust, for me, trust is bigger than just, you know, I trust that you won't go out and you won't cheat on me, you know, right, because right, that's right. a given. Right. Don't you think so? Right. Yeah, I agree. You know, trust is a given, you know, as far as like you won't go out and cheat on me. Hopefully it's a given, you know, but to me, trust is also you have to be willing to let go of control. You have to be willing to let go of control. And that goes back to what we were just saying. You know, you have to be able to let go of control. You have to be able to understand that just, just because you don't see your partner's vision doesn't mean you can't support your partner. That's part of trust. Knowing that even though you don't see what they see. You know, you don't see the outcome that they see, but you trust the, that you trust the fact and you support the fact that we're, what they see is going to be beneficial for not only you, but mostly for them. Right. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I think that um, when people hear the word trust, they think of relationships and they think of, you know, um, sexual Usually, so don't break my trust, meaning don't cheat on me, uh, don't lie to me, you know. But it's a lot of blind trust and blind faith, too, when it comes to relationships. Because I may not, like you said, I may not see the vision that you do, but I have to support that you know what, you're gonna do what you need to do in order to uh, get to that outcome of whatever it is, and or I could help you. And that's where that mutual uh, relationship comes in. Um, so yeah, I wholeheartedly agree i think that that's awesome so i kind of want to i want to let them into our life a little bit just just a little snippet you know i kind of want to give them an example of how we utilize that in our life right so we're not i'm not going to disclose you know exactly what it is that my wife is doing because she has some big things in the works right but there's sometimes when i may not see her i didn't see her vision there's sometimes when i when she brought it up to me and what she's about to venture into now I did not see the exact vision that she saw, right? And sometimes it took for her to pull me back and be like, hey, babe, I understand you don't see what I'm seeing, but I need you to trust me. And when she say trust me, I have to be able to allow it to, you know, within me be able to say, okay, yes, okay, I can trust you and I can let go of control and I can say, you know what, even though I don't see it, I understand it and I'm going to support it regardless. Right. You know, so. I think also to control, you know, we try and control everything, 
we have to learn how to let go of control and to learn and learn how to let things flow to let whatever is going to happen happen and we make the decisions based off of whatever is happening versus trying to control everything because when you when you control things people can start to feel trapped people can start to feel controlled you know so and, and you don't want that in a relationship it's supposed to be very freeing very and and it's supposed to be a lot of growth and so you can't control growth cannot control growth you cannot cage growth correct most importantly you cannot cage it you know if that per- the person is the person has to grow that you're with the person has to grow they're not going to grow if you're if you're not letting go of control if you if you if you want that person to be exactly who you want that person to be then you might as well be single and go ahead and date yourself because I'm letting you know right now for all the people out there that's looking to get into relationships or if you're in a relationship right now and it's not working it's probably not working because the person that you're with you want them to be exactly how you want them to be that's not the way relationships work the person is going to be exactly who they have to be and you're going to have to be able to be there to trust and love them regardless because you I, I would hope that you didn't fall in love with the person that you think they can be because that's going to be an issue that's going to be a very big Lots issue. Lots of people fall in love with potential. We're not dating potential anymore. It's either what are you coming to the table with? And don't ever think that your standards, men or women, are too high. You just haven't met the right person. Once you let go of the person who doesn't meet your standards, you'll free up space for the person who does to come in. Drop them gems. Ooh. Drop them gems. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So let go of control, people. Let go. It's okay. Let it go. Now, before we go any further, I have to take the time out to go ahead and give a shout out to today's awesome sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Thrive Legion. Listen up. To all my beautiful queens out there that's serving in the armed forces or those supporting their significant others in the armed forces, you do not want to pass up on this. Thrive Legion is an empowering community for thriving military females and wives. Coach Whitney K provides mentorship and coaching that helps women start thinking about life beyond the boots. If you need a tribe of women to push you to the next level, then Thrive Legion is exactly what you need to become the best version of yourself. Head over to Facebook and join the Thrive Legion group right now. If not right now, then right after this podcast. You can also go ahead and follow her on IG at Coach Whitney K. That's C-O-A-C-H-W-H-I-T-T-N-E-Y-K. You can also check out ThriveLegion.com for more information. My girl, Coach Whitney K., she got you. I promise. So now I kind of want to get into something that I believe is very important for anyone that's getting in a relationship or one that's in a relationship already. And that's understanding that you're not always going to be happy. You're not always going to be happy and your partner's not always going to be happy. But let me tell you this. You cannot be happy every day in your life. That's not the way life works. And to be honest with you, arguments are part of growth. A relationship is not going to grow if there's no conflict. That shows that both partners are growing. What do you think, babe? I agree. If every moment in your relationship is happy, somebody's lying to somebody. There are going to be things that your partner is going to do that's going to upset you, whether it be putting something too high on a shelf, not closing the toothpaste cap, there, it, it's inevitable. So we just have to make sure that we're having conversations. But what I do want to bring up, babe, that you said arguments are going to happen. We have to make sure that we're steering clear of arguments and having discussions with our partner. Instead of 
bickering back and forth where I'm yelling at you, you're yelling at me, and we're not listening to one another, we have to make sure that we are absorbing what the other person is saying versus just wanting to quickly respond. Exactly. You know, and one thing I want to touch on is what you just said, make sure that you're listening, right? Because Mm -hmm. I think especially in today's day and age, a lot of us uh, listen to respond instead of listening to understand. And it's two different, totally different things, right? Because in the beginning of our relationship, and you can, you can probably attest to this, is the fact that I would listen just to respond. So, like, a lot of times when she'll be talking, I'll just be like, okay, she just said something that pissed me off, and I can't wait to hit her back with this. I can't wait to tell her this because this is how I feel. I get what she's saying, but this is how I feel. You know, and a lot of times it wasn't, I wasn't being able to actually understand what she was saying. So we would enter an argument, per se, you know, not understand no, each full other. full-blown argument. Full-blown, you know, <laughs> and we would leave the argument the exact same way we came in. Right. But it was because we were listening to respond instead of listening to understand. Absolutely. So it, he's very right. He would, and, and I, what I would say to him is, after everything I just said, is that the only thing you heard? And I would say, yep. And, and so that's where it shows that miscommunication where it's like, you see something or you hear something and you take just that instead of understanding what the message is and what the point is. And I think that that's one of the biggest things in relationships too is just compromising and understanding. Yeah, okay, so let me ask you this. So at what point is compromising, uh, you're compromising yourself and your own integrity and the way that you actually believe something, what you actually feel about something. At what point do you feel like you shouldn't be compromising that? Or do you feel like you, you should compromise that no matter what? I think it really just, just depends on what it is because you are able to set up boundaries. You set up, you're supposed to set up boundaries with anybody that you encounter. And so it really just depends. It depends on what the situation is, who the person is to you, what is your respect level for that person, what is your relationship with that person. It's so you'd have to give me something concrete, I like an example, and then we can break it down. But okay, so let's see. Uh, I don't have an example right now. Okay, we can come back to it if we remember. Okay, but okay. So one thing I do want to point out is that you said uh, boundaries, right? Mm. And I think a lot of people. Uh, we fail to realize that respect is respect is boundaries. Absolutely. Because respect is no, is no more, no less than me telling you like, hey, check this out. This is something that I don't like. Don't cross my boundary. If you don't cross my boundary, then I understand that you have a sense of respect for me. If you cross my boundary, then you don't have any respect for me. So that's all to me about what respect is. Respect is understanding my boundaries and you choosing not to cross over them. So can I play devil's advocate? Go ahead and do it. Okay. So, Devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that it's okay. So boom, you said I won't do this because that's not respecting your boundaries. However, when somebody is when someone's used to doing something all the time, they can do it out of habit and not or uh, subconsciously. They're not doing it consciously. So we have to some be patient with our partner too, and bringing things to their awareness, saying, you know, hey, look, I, I, I told you I didn't like this, you know, and then they're like, oh, okay, you know, oh my God, I'm so sorry, it slipped my mind. Now, if that's happening four or five times, then we have an issue. But a few times, try and be patient with your partner because they may just not be raised the same way that you were, 
and don't have the same values and beliefs as you. So they have different boundaries and they just have to learn your boundaries, but it takes time. So is there a set number on how many times someone can cross your boundary and they, their excuse can be, hey, that's just the way that I was raised and that's just not my, my boundary, so I don't understand? If anybody ever told me, well, that's just the way that I was raised, I would delete their number. Okay. You have to be willing to come to a space of growth. Well, let's thank God that you know you can't delete my number because I know where to find you. <laughs> All right. I know where to find you. Yeah. All right. So everybody out there, just understand that, you know, just like we're saying, we've been together for, you know, five, five and a half years now. And to be honest with you, if we're being 100% transparent, maybe it's been probably about the last two years that we've actually been in a space where it's like, okay, we definitely understand each other and we understand each other's growing in and things are Absolutely. quote unquote perfect. Things are never perfect, but I'm just going to use that word for a lack of a better word, you know, so it takes time, people. We're five years in, and I'm telling you that it's been two years now that we're on this path now. You Absolutely. Know, so. Where we come to a mutual understanding, where we come to each other and say, hey, look, we don't talk to one another like that. Lower your voice or, you know, uh, whatever it may be, take your ego out of it. Like, we have come to that space, but it took some time. But it just comes with, like we talked about earlier, surrendering control over to your partner, knowing that they want the best for you, trusting that they want the best for you, and, you know, going with that. Exactly. One last thing I want to touch on that, right? So my wife came up with this idea the other day that we're, anytime we're having a discussion, one of us needs to hold a stick. That way the other person knows not to talk. Right. And I think it's a great way to think of something, but we don't have a stick yet. We haven't found a stick. So if you're out there, stick, we're looking for you. <laughs> we're looking for your stick. Now, if I can give a little bit more advice um, when it comes to relationships or even um, difficult communication with anybody where if you have trouble saying um, with words to someone, you can write it in a journal and then give it to them in a journal, and then they respond to you in that journal. So that was something else that helped communication because sometimes it's really hard to to get our words in order, and that's usually why why we text sometimes. That like texting has taken over. So, but journaling is a really good thing to do. Now you know you just said texting. So do you do you think that it's okay to have arguments over text messages? No, because you can't under you can't listen to someone's tone. Because I can read your text message based off of my attitude. So let's say you were joking with me. You're in a great mood, but I'm in a pissy mood. If I'm reading your text message in the pissy mood that I'm in, I'm going to take it the wrong way, even though you were just joking on your end. So okay. I don't think arguments should ever be over text message. It should always be face-to-face. -face. So what I'm hearing is the next time that we, you know, we're not seeing eye-to-eye, -eye, I should just not text you back. Because if I text you back, you may take it the wrong way. No, I'm going to... Don't... That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> that, that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> it's not. I'm saying you can say, okay, babe, let's talk about this when we get home. Okay, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try it. I'm going to keep you guys updated on what she says. All right? I'm going to keep you guys updated. Okay, so now we're going to get into a segment that we want to call Open Book, right? This is where we're just... We posted... On our Instagram. By the way, if you're not following me on Instagram, I don't know what's taking you so long. All right, I'm gonna shout it out. My Instagram is Mr. Dot All underscore Work underscore Is underscore Good underscore Work. I got it. 
It's a lot. Go ahead and follow me, all right? Matter of fact, babe, go ahead and shout out your Instagram. My Instagram is at SpanishFly underscore. That's SpanishFly underscore. That simple. I might need simple. to I might need to simplify mine. Yeah. Okay, but, <laughs> but anyway, okay, so now we're gonna get to the segment, like I said, what we call open book, where we're gonna go ahead and just, you know, we posted on our Instagram what kind of questions you guys want us to ask answer about our relationship on the podcast. So we got a few questions here and I'm gonna start off with the first one. And the first question is, does your partner have to be your best friend? I'm gonna let you start off with that one. Okay. Uh, your partner definitely has to be your best friend. This is the person that you are going to create humans with. This person should know you inside and out. Um, and what better person to know you inside and out versus your best friend? Usually you have that best friend because it's the person that you can go to for everything, that you can talk to about anything. There's no judgment. They love you regardless, no matter what. And if you're not with that person, then you're with the wrong person. Okay, so do you think that... So you said that person has to know you inside and out, right? So do you think that the uh, there's a difference between secrecy and privacy in a relationship? Or do you think it all comes together in a relationship? No, I think there there is a difference between secrecy and privacy. If I'm hiding something from you, that's secrecy. I'm doing that purposely. But privacy can be... It's just like... We have one bathroom in our room, but I want to use it for some privacy. That doesn't mean I'm hiding anything from you. I just like a little bit of privacy. Okay. Um, but then even when it comes with our phones, let's say for this, for instance, maybe me and my best friend is, are t- is talking about something personal in our text messages when it comes to like what she's dealing with. That's not information that should be privy to you, so it would be privacy for me. But it's not secrecy. It's just... That's just not information for you. You get what I'm saying? I definitely understand okay. that. Okay, so for me, you know, to answer that question, does your partner have to be your best friend? I think that your partner does have to be your best friend, but I think it's very important that your partner understands that you're not their only friend. Right. You know, it's very important, you know, because okay. it's going to be times when you you need your space. You need to be able to just hang out with the guys. You need to just hang out with the girls, whatever it is. So your partner has to be able to understand that, yes, you are my best friend, but you're not my only friend. Absolutely. All right. So that was, that was actually a pretty good question. You know, so we're going to go ahead and go on to the next one. All right. So the next one that we have says, how much has your relationship changed since marriage? So you want to start? I'll go ahead. I'll go. So how much has our relationship changed? So I would say that our relationship didn't change that much because for me, we were already living together before we got married. So it's not really much that could have changed, but I think the biggest thing that changed for me was the fact that, okay, you can't leave. You know, like I can't just, you know, just get mad and be like, okay, well, you know, I need some space. I need some time because space and time now in a marriage is, okay, go on the couch and we're going to talk about it tomorrow. (laughs) You know, so as far as like, did our relationship change that much for me? I'm going to say no, it didn't really change that much. Um, So I think, that I'm going to say yes, it did. Um, And the only reason I'm going to say yes is because a marriage is growth. And you can't be ready for any growth. And growth doesn't look the same because it is growth. And so I feel like we both individually and jointly have grown tremendously. 
with one another. So I do feel that it has changed because I feel like when we were in our relationship, we were kind of semi-toxic, if we're being honest. Semi? I don't know about semi. We was, we was a whole yeah, we was definitely toxic. <laughs> yeah, we were definitely toxic. And so with, you know, you know, us, before we got married, we just started, you know, breaking out those toxic behaviors. And now who we are, I feel like it did definitely change. Okay. That was actually, that was actually a pretty good question. Yeah. You know, so shout out whoever was the one that, you know, gave us that question. Thank you. Uh, so the next question that we're going to go ahead and answer is, at what moment made you say that person was the person you want to spend the rest of your life with? So for me, the reason, the moment that I knew I wanted to spend the rest of my life with her was when she was just challenging me to do things that like I always wanted to do, but I just was like, you know what? I'm a, I'm a wait. I'm going to, I'm going to push it off, you know, because like, like we both said, we're both, we're both life coaches, you know? So it's a lot of life, life coaching going on in our household. Right. So it's a lot of times where for me, it was just like, okay, I want to do this, but I'll just wait. And then she'd be like, okay, what you waiting for? There's no better time than today. You know, when she started challenging me to do things like that, that's when I was like, okay, yeah, this is, this is the girl, this is the woman, you know, that I need to be spending the rest of my life with because she's not allowing me to be comfortable. You know, she's not allowing me to sit there and say, okay, you know, I'm content. You know, she's pushing me to, to be better, to be a better person, be a better, you know, version of myself. So that's when I knew that that was the person that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. And, you know, it, it helps that she, you know, she's a beautiful woman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so for me, I think that there was no one specific moment. Um, there was just an accumulation of moments. However, one of the moments that sticks out to me are, are probably when um, my husband decides that he, he, when it comes to me, he doesn't have to be this manly man all the time. He can be this vulnerable, sweet male who opens my door, who rubs my feet, who rubs my back when I cry, who cooks for me, who tells me how beautiful I am, sends me flowers. My husband has never made me feel like the other woman. He's never made me feel like I needed to not trust him. Or, or or take my trust back from him. And so I feel like in, in past relationships, you get those red flags and you have to work through them. So when you don't have these red flags to work through, you definitely know that that's the one that you that is meant for you. And I knew that the person that he was and the things that he did for me, that's the type of person that I would want my future son to, to have as a role model. Okay, y'all hear that? I'm rubbing feet, y'all. I'm rubbing feet, man. Right, you the owe key. me a nine-minute foot massage on each foot, and you still haven't paid up. I got you. I got you. I got you. All right, so the, the next question here is, what are your arguments like when both of you all are trying to be positive? First and foremost, let me say, there's no trying to be positive, all right? <laughs> there is no trying to be positive. There is just positivity, all right? Well, all right, I'm joking. There, there It is... With us both trying to be positive, it actually helps us out a lot because even yesterday, I was having a really bad day yesterday. It just seemed like everything just was not going the way I planned. All right. And she was able to sit down with me and tell me, you know, close your eyes. 
Think about the things that you're, you're grateful for. Think about the things. Picture your family smiling at you. Picture all these things and asking me, how do I feel? You know, so her being positive allowed me to raise my vibration and get me to where I needed to be in order for me to carry on the rest of my day and be who, I, who I'm supposed to be. You know, so for me, um, us both being positive, it helps us a lot in our relationship. What about you, Ben? I think that it does serve a good purpose because when you're in that positive space, you allow yourself to see things from different perspectives. So whenever we are in an argument, he may show me a different perspective or we're in a communication uh, session. Let's call it a communication session. I like that. we don't argue. So when we're in a communication session, um, I may I may not see things from a certain perspective, and he may not see things from a certain perspective. So when we're in that positive vibe, we're able to be more receptive to the information, and I think that that definitely helps a lot. Definitely, most definitely. So we're gonna get into one last question here. All right, go ahead. In what ways do you support each other mentally, emotionally, and spiritually? Ooh, that was a mouthful. Okay. One so more time. One more time. In what ways do you support each other mentally, emotionally, and spiritually? Okay. So I think we should kind of break it down and start with mentally first, then we can go to emotionally and spiritually. Okay. So for me, I'm going to say the way that I support my wife mentally is by allowing her to have her space. Allowing her to go ahead and do what she what she needs to do. You know, a lot I think a lot of times in a relationship we get to the point where we want to be around our partner all the time. I feel like we need to be holding hands. We need to be sitting down together. And that's not the way it needs to go. You know, so for me, the way that I help her out mentally is by allowing her to go ahead and have her space. Let her go ahead and do yoga by herself. Let her go on a walk by herself. You know, for me, so that's what I do for mentally. For me mentally, I just continue to remind my husband that our thoughts control our reality. And when you control your thoughts, you control everything. So if you're in a bad mental space, I just have to continue to remind him that our thoughts manifest whatever emotion we're in. Definitely. Okay, what was the, what was the second one? Emotionally. Emotionally. I, wanna, I would like to answer this. So no, no, no. One thing, um, I, I, don't, I don't remember what it was. It was a few years ago, and I was crying uncontrollably. And I don't think I've ever cried like this in front of him. And he kind of just came and sat next to me, and he patted me on my back. But he, it was almost like how like you pat like a dog on the head. And it was like, <laughs> it's going to be okay, babe. It's going to be fine. And he's like rubbing my head and rubbing my back. And I'm like, you're so cute. But for me, just being there with me in difficult emotions is one of the best things that you can do for me. But also allowing me to express my emotions and make sure that my emotions are being validated. Okay. So I know for me, the way that she supports me emotionally is there's times when I just need to be able to sit back and play the game. I need to sit back and decompress, you know, and there's times when she, she, she understands that she's not sitting there telling me, oh, you can't play the game or hey, you shouldn't be watching basketball. She understands that that's how I emotionally release. That's how I allow myself to decompress after work, after a workout, whatever it is. She just lets me be, you know, so I know the next one was physically, you know, spiritually, spiritually. Mm. Mm. 
you want to start this one off? Okay. So spiritually, I think that, you know, spiritual journeys are, are kind of crazy. So I think that just being that open ear for me to be able to talk to and not feel like I'm crazy or you're going to lock me on a psych ward. You know, so I think that that's just the biggest thing is being that ear, being able for me to release the energy and motion that I have going on at the time and, and just that comfortable space. Okay. I know for me, spiritually, uh, I don't know how people do it, but I know there's a lot of households where you, you, you may not believe in the same thing. You know, fortunately for our household, we do believe in the same thing. So spiritually for us, it's easy for us to identify with each other. It's easy for us to console each other and to speak to each other and not look at each other like we're crazy because we do believe in the same thing. So as far as spiritually, spiritually, I know it's a little touchy subject. So uh, for us, we believe in the same thing. So we're there to talk to each other. You know, and one thing that I want to I wanna touch on right before we go ahead and get off of these questions is, fellas, ladies, you do not own your partner. It is very important to understand you do not own your partner. All right. Your partner is their own person. I, I, I see a lot of young young people when they're in a relationship with someone, they met that girl or they met that guy. And when they met him, that person is beautiful. And that's what attracted you to that person. So you can't get mad when that person is posting on on social media and they're smiling and they're they're showing the fact that they're beautiful. That's the reason that you that you fell in love with. them. That's the reason why you like them. You know, so you can't get mad when they continue to do what they're doing. Now, don't get me wrong. She can't, you know, you, I don't know about your relationship, but I know for mine, I don't want my wife out there just, you know, being Megan the Stalin, you know, so that's not for me. But at the same time, I understand that I don't own my wife. So if she, if she feels as though she needs to, she wants to post a picture where she's, she's looking sexy or she's looking nice, then that's, that's her prerogative that whatever makes her feel happy and whatever feels her, makes her feel whole, you know, but at the end of the day, don't, I feel like a lot of people the reason why you feel like you own someone is because you feel as though they don't value you. So it's, it's very important that while your partner's doing that as well, your partner lets you know that they value you. And my wife lets me know every day that I'm valued. So whatever she posts on social media, even though it's nothing crazy, whatever she posts, I'm okay with it because I understand I don't own her and I understand that she values me. You got anything left, babe? Yeah, I think that what we have to understand is there was a quote that said, if you see a flower and you love it, leave it there. Because if you pick it up, because you want to take it, it dies. But if you leave it there, you let it grow. And I think that we have to stop being so possessive over people and allow them to grow and become who they are. So love is not possessive. And stop plucking flowers out the ground, people. It's not for you. It's for Mother Earth. <laughs> All right? Correct. <laughs> So that's, that's going to sum up our open book session and us answering those questions. Those are actually really great questions, people. All right. So from now on, make sure that you're tuning into our, our social media and, and make sure you're following us on these social media platforms because we're going to be posting pretty often asking people for questions, you know, Absolutely. anytime she's back on the show or if I'm just asking questions. So, babe, go ahead and shout out your social media one more time. All right. Again, my social media account is at SpanishFly underscore. Again, SpanishFly underscore. And mine is Mr. All underscore work underscore is underscore good underscore work. Okay, that is a mouthful, but you should have wrote it down the first time. All right, so y'all go ahead and make sure you follow us, man. All right, so that wraps it up for today's episode. I want to say thank you to everyone that took time out of their day to go ahead and turn on the episode. 
Thank you if you're driving in your car right now, if you're working out, if you're in your house and you're just cooking. Thank you so much for tuning in. I also want to give a special, special shout out and a special thank you to my beautiful, my amazing, my spiritual, my everything, my wife, you know, for being a special guest here on today's episode. I just want to say thank you, babe. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for everybody who submitted the questions. They were really, really good questions, and I really enjoyed answering them. So thanks for having me. Well, thank you guys so much again. Make sure you guys go ahead and follow me on social media. Make sure you follow her on her social media platforms. Make sure you go ahead and you check out the website, allworkisgoodwork.com. You can go ahead and purchase merchandise, purchase the All Work is Good Work t-shirts. You can go ahead and book one-on-one consultations. You can also book me as a keynote speaker at your next event. All right. You can also go ahead and fill out a questionnaire if you want to be a special guest on the next upcoming episode. Make sure you guys go ahead and tune in. That's all I got. It's All Work is Good Work. I'm out.